and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. I'm Adam Gobeski. And I'm Charlie Wallace. And today we have two very, hmm, spooky guests with us. We've got Alex Clark. Ooh, it's really the ghost of Alex Clark. (laughs) (laughs) And Doug Gobeski. I can neither confirm nor deny that I work for the CIA, Charlie. Oh, oh, you meant the other kind of spook. Yeah, a spook. <laughs> Never mind. I figured even though this is going to be released after Halloween, since it's recorded before Halloween, there's no reason we should celebrate and enjoy it ourselves and have our listeners be confused. It's not the first time for them, <laughs> I'm sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when did you say this was going out? Uh, if you're listening to this when it came out, it's uh, November 9th. So we don't yet know what new president the uh, U.S. is going to get me for my birthday next year. It's possible listeners do not either. Yes, it, and by possible, you mean probable, right? Yeah, <laughs> 50-50 maybe. So yeah, thank you for joining us today. Uh, off the bat, I've got a Gobeski Wallace report, Chippin' with Charlie update, last episode. Alex, you weren't here, but uh, I reviewed the uh, Lay's Carnitas-flavored chip which was actually i think our third time <laughs> on the podcast tasting it or i was the third person on the podcast to taste it and it didn't taste like much it kind of tasted meaty and wasn't really getting the flavors other people were getting so adam suggested that i should take them and make nachos out of them to try to supplement the flavor to get more of the true experience and so i did that and i recorded my experience and i have that here for you all to listen to without further ado Okay, so as per Adam's request, I have these wavy Carnita Street Taco uh, flavored chips that weren't particularly good. I mean, they didn't seem to have as much flavor as was suggested by everyone else who had tried them. So I've actually made some nachos out of them, put some shredded cheese on top, some lettuce, some onion, and some hot pepper sauce that uh, actually has cilantro in it. So hopefully I'll get a little bit more cilantro flavor than had before as you recall the chips basically just tasted like meat so i didn't rate them particularly highly but yeah let's let's give it a go Hmm. well it's actually significantly better and that is in part to do with um the pepper sauce which is actually really good um but yeah i think it adds a little bit of the carnitas spirit that this was looking for, although the meat flavor is now getting lost. It's really just, I, I could have made these nachos with, with anything, but you know what? I'm going to give this more like a seven, 7.5 out of 10, I think, chip-wise. I'm actually going to eat the rest of these, so uh, it'll be my breakfast for today. It's like 9 o'clock in the morning, so anyway, thanks. Huh. <laughs> So right. Overall positive experience. None of this addresses the fact whether potato chips make a nacho chip substitute. Oh, no. No, they don't. They get they get soggy. <laughs> did you microwave the cheese? Did you melt I did. the cheese? I had to. Yeah. Okay. It was definitely melted. Right. But several seconds later, I uh, had an experience that caused me to have to introduce a new segment, which is the Gobeski Wallace Report Chipping with Charlie update addendum. So I've got that. You should call it the reflux. Okay, update. Uh, I put the rest of the chips on top of what I already had, and it actually changed the 
ratio a little bit more, so I got more of the meat chip flavor, and I actually thought that was a little bit better. I'm going to increase that to an 8 out of 10. I'd say pretty satisfying breakfast. That is the opposite of what I was hoping for. Breakfast. <laughs> it's there a bit a different meal? Um, no, I was hoping for the chipping with Charlie addendum to be like, I just threw these up or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. No, but uh, I guess there's going to have to be a third new segment. Right after that, I had to record something else. It is the Gobeski Wallace Report Chipping with Charlie update addendum update. All right. Okay. Oh, and it should also be noted that when I put these chips in the microwave with the cheese on top of them, there was a lot of crackling. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with the microwave. I don't think there's anything particularly about the cheese. I think something that's inside these chips is making them crackle inside the microwave. I don't know if that's maybe something metallic. Who knows? Maybe I've stumbled upon something they didn't want us to know. Um, more updates, I guess, as I just kind of think over all that's happened. Yeah, I think it's aluminum, Charlie. I, you know, <laughs> I, I think well, it's aluminum. sparking is not crackling. Was it sparking? <laughs> I didn't notice any sparking. I mean, I wasn't actively watching the microwave. Sparking. Yeah, I think so. You would notice sparking. Was there a general fire in the area? <laughs> <laughs> There's a fire somewhere in the kitchen. Having, yeah. <laughs> having one time inadvertently microwave metal, uh, you will know. <laughs> What'd you do? A fork? <laughs> no, it turned out that the gravy boat had like a metal trim around it, like a decorative metal oh. trim oh. around the lid. And it just like started sparking. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, fun fact. Did you know that there's a food item that regularly involves uh, putting metal in the microwave yeah. to prepare it? Yeah, microwave popcorn. Yep. Alex knows. <laughs> I always just thought that was crazy because yeah. they're always like, oh, don't put metal in the microwave. And then there's just a metal sheet inside the popcorn bag. I don't actually know how they prevent it from sparking, though. I Because it needs to get, I think it needs to get the oil hotter or something because it only... So microwaves, I believe, uh, work at the, I'm trying to think of like the resonance of like water. So it really just only heats up the water. And so it, I think it has to get a hotter temperature. So it puts the metal, if I remember correctly. Oh. They, they get the oil, that the, the butter oil to like melt. And then it gets, then that gets hot enough to pop the popcorn kernels. If again, like, you know how you can like boil water in the microwave, right? Yeah. Or get yeah. Or very hot. It's just like that wouldn't be hot enough to pop the kernels. Huh. I believe, oh, but I am not 100% certain, even though I have the entire knowledge of the internet in front of me with Google. I'm just going to quote it off the top of my head instead. How about popcorn lung? Do you know that one? Popcorn lung? Yeah. It's something like bronchiolitis <laughs> obliterans. Yes, food babe is it, a nut job. Because it obliterates your lungs. Like, like the, the only treatment for popcorn lung is a transplant. Ooh. Does that have anything to do with microwave popcorn? Uh, yeah, it's the the artificial butter flavoring is actually I think diacetyl right. maybe yeah. it's some kind of chemical that's yep. fine in small doses. But if you work at the microwave popcorn factory, okay. then you can potentially get exposed to it in levels Ooh. that will kill you. Wow, uh, this is what you wanted when you looked asked for a spooky Halloween episode, right, Charlie? That's pretty spooky. Ooh, cancer. I don't want that. <laughs> That's right. The, the everyday is scary. If you just know where to look on the internet. 
So you said the chips were getting soggy? Yeah, they were getting pretty soggy, which is one of the reasons why adding the extra chips on top was helpful and increased the score. Um, yeah, but no, I don't think, even though they're ridged, I don't think that they're really designed to hold any anything even semi-liquid, like cheese grease or... What about a, what about a dip? What about a dip? Oh, yeah. like if I had done like a taco or a nacho dip and then just done it like yeah, that? Yeah, like a, like a queso or something. I mean, that's... Or sour cream. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that would work. But I mean, sour cream wasn't... I, uh, was that really in the... I guess it would have been in the carnitas flavorings. I mean, obviously, the point we're making here is that you need to go buy another bag and then run some more <laughs> taste test taste test kitchen comparisons where you do like a queso dip you do sour cream you do the reuben smoothie and you see how they compare the gobesi wallace test kitchen <laughs> i like this segment That's right <laughs> if i find another bag of chips i will absolutely I, do that i promise i i remember i remember talking about the test kitchen and uh kale smoothies <laughs> <laughs> Right. That was our segment where I made things and forced Charlie to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> and the secret ingredient was always a Reuben. It's a Reuben. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the crisis thing. <laughs> and the secret ingredient is... You guessed it. Several other ingredients. <laughs> In the form of a sandwich. <laughs> the secret ingredient is... You guessed it. A Reuben. <laughs> so this chocolate chip with cookies, okay, but we're gonna punch it up with the secret ingredient. You guessed it. It's a Reuben. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, it was basically Tim's test kitchen, but with a Reuben instead of Bisman's mustard. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you, Charlie, if you want to keep talking about this. Oh, or not. well, you know, yeah. I guess we've already discussed a couple of things that scare me including eating things that adam suggests i eat specifically rubens <laughs> <laughs> so uh, adam had a good idea which was we were going to maybe mention i don't know movies or television shows or even just i guess things in general that scare us my idea was maybe do this oh okay hey, can i just cut it and keep talking about rubens <laughs> <laughs> the idea was uh you know movies that scared you as a or tv shows that scared you as a kid that maybe still would or maybe wouldn't i don't know it depends on what if you're watching inappropriate things as a five-year-old or whatever <laughs> <laughs> like for example i believe doug had a traumatizing movie he watched at one point uh, little monsters with howie mandel oh <laughs> <laughs> what was traumatizing about that I don't remember how old I was when I saw it, but it was traumatizing because there's like a scene where they take a guy's head off, I think. Um, I know that I was too young to fully understand (laughs) fiction and movies and stuff. Uh, And it was also partly the premise is uh, under your bed is like a portal to the monster realm. I think the movie also ends with something like uh, if they don't, manage to either enter the monster realm or exit the monster realm or something like find a bed and get you know under it before uh dawn shows up i think everyone dies i don't know i mean i was a kid it was it was scary and i don't think children should be 
I just remember it being really scary. I don't remember seeing this at all, so I don't know if I was even around. If you ever met Howie Mandel, would you tell him that? (laughs) (laughs) I'd probably just hand him a glove. Uh, I mean, you know, I assume it's not like a dinner with Howie Mandel. You you probably only get a chance for one thing, and it's you want to see the glove trick. What's the glove trick? It's where he blows up. He blows up the glove. Puts it on his head. Oh yeah, that's right. The thing. How do you not know that? Adam? And, and, and and now he only bumps people on the fists because he has this. I, I don't really know much about Howie oh. Mandel. I don't really either. Except I remember Little Monsters. I remember what was it? Life with uh, Bobby's World. Bobby's World. That's right. Not Life with Louie. <laughs> That was a different comedian. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Louie Anderson. (laughs) (laughs) He's on Deal or No Deal. Deal or No Deal, a game show that could be condensed down to 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Seven, yes. Nine, no. Ten, yes. (laughs) Man, it would have been perfect for Quibi. (laughs) Oh, RIP Quibi. Quibi. Is it already? Is Quibi already done? Yes. I had heard that the other day. I I had listened like on a, I was listening to podcasts during the shutdown today. They were talking about the disaster that Quibi was. They got all these people behind it, and it's like they they invented something no one wanted. Yeah, they couldn't sell streaming service even during the pandemic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 during the pandemic, they were desperately trying to pivot to something else, and it's like they couldn't figure out what to pivot to. So yeah, Quibi. Did that scare you as a kid, Charlie? The idea of that there may someday be Quibi. Oh yeah. Which way do I turn my phone? Horizontal? Vertical? What if I turn it diagonal? <laughs> oh. Ooh. No, I... Uh, there's one particular... I'm going to have to look up and see if I can find what Looney Tunes cartoon this was. But there was one... I can't remember if it was Yosemite Sam or Daffy Duck. Kept going to hell. And, like, the devil would allow him to go back up. And then it was basically, like, a framework between cartoons where, like... Then you'd have some sort of interaction with Bugs Bunny and then end up dying and then going back to hell. There was a devil in it that really creeped me out. I remember we rented that on Betamax. So I saw it one time and it still like sticks with me. What otherwise would have been a very pleasant cartoon and for some reason traumatized me. I'm looking at the devil on the Looney Tunes wiki. So, Oh, it, it was Yosemite Sam, it looks like. Devil's Feud Cake. Devil's Feud Cake. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know. This only says what this only has a list's availability on VHS. <laughs> oh, I must be I must be misremembering. Do you know that's that's how memories are as a child. It's yeah, truly traumatic, but I couldn't remember what <laughs> format I watched it on. Yeah, so Yosemite Sam keeps going back to hell and trying to blame his death on bugs. <laughs> when okay. Sam gets to hell for the third time, the head devil sees that Sam still has not brought Bugs back with him. Even though he's disappointed in him, and despite Sam not asking for one, decides to give him one more chance. Sam, however, has had enough and tells head devil if he wants Bugs, he can get him himself and announces he is staying in hell. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. So what about that was, ter- was scary? The devil. The devil? Yeah, I think it's the devil. And then he kept dying and going to hell. Yeah, so Brian wanted to share her trauma for everyone. So the movie that definitely caused me childhood trauma was Ernest Scared Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was afraid almost every night to go to bed because I was so scared of that troll. And 
I would sleep with a glass of milk by my bed because I knew that he didn't like milk. So I could throw it on him. <laughs> didn't he take kids and like turn them into the tree or there something? There was a tree that was yeah. in our neighborhood that looked just like the tree where he would store the wooden children. And so every night when I'd walk by that tree, I would run because I didn't want the troll to get me. I had nightmares for years. I think I still every once in a while will have nightmares that he's chasing me. But I just remember that he hates love. And if I were to give him a hug, then he'll be okay. But I I hated that movie as a child. Yeah, I'll second that one. I remember being scared by that. I don't really remember much, but I remember like, yeah, him transforming the children into something wooden. I guess you're saying they're like little figurines or something. Yeah, they were little children and he'd store them on a shelf in his tree. And also it stars, stars Ernest and it's supposed to be funny, right? <laughs> I don't remember any of that. I don't remember Ernest. <laughs> this is Troll. Yeah, um, and I think it was supposed to be a funny movie, but it gave me nightmares for years. All I remember is that that movie had a scary troll, and I don't remember anything else about it. The main thing I know about Ernest Scared Stupid is that the scary troll are repurposed masks from killer clowns from outer space. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't know that. (laughs) Funny. So if you look at the troll knowing that, you can see it. I feel like I could go back and watch it now. Because I watched that movie when I was much, much older. <laughs> well, it's not a movie for children, so... Well, sure. <laughs> anyway, that's all Brian wanted to share. Right. Yeah, it was traumatized me and my family still mocks me for it, so... For okay. real. Bye! All right, all right, well, we can always just make Charlie sing a song about Ernest Scared <laughs> Yes! <laughs> when a problem comes wrong, sing a song about it. When I'm on the podcast, I have to sing a song about it. In the middle of a sentence... Sing a song about it. Da na 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 na. Sing a song about it. Da na 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 na. Sing a song about it. There we go. All right, in the style of something like Monster Mash or Flying Purple People Eater or something. Oh, uh, like the Monster Mash. Okay. Because he's Ernest, <laughs> and he's weird, <laughs> stupid. Because he's Ernest. <laughs> Don't help him. <laughs> Well, I was staying up late one night looking for a fright, and I popped in this VHS. It said, Ernest Scared Stupid. I thought, this will be fun. Ernest is such a funny one. But little did I know that there would be a troll, and that troll would walk around and turn children to wood. He'd put them in his tree, just like he thought he should. And when the night was done... Those children wouldn't come home and till Ernest saved them. He was scared stupid. Ernest was scared stupid. He was so stupid. He was a silly man. He was so stupid. But he saved those children anyway. He was so stupid with the power of love. He was a scared stupid. Uh, Uh, all, right. all right, acceptable. <laughs> probably one of your, probably one of your better ones. Honestly, <laughs> I like the way it only rhymes sometimes when you think about it. I have one which should have been traumatizing but wasn't, and that would be uh, the secret of Nim. <laughs> oh yeah, I used to love that one. What yeah, happened? me too. It was good. You don't love it anymore. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I remember in like elementary school when you would uh like watch a movie in class right 
and class is like an hour long and the movie's like an hour and a half. And so you just never see how movies end, right? They just <laughs> right. play at the beginning and then yep. they get to like the worst part of the conflict and then all the lights would come out. Oh, time to go home, everyone. Yep. So I, I remember is, I, I, I want to say I was like, I like five or six years old. And uh, at school we were watching, I believe it was Return to Oz. That and was pretty intense, as I recall. Yeah. And there's like, one scene like an hour in where all the characters just become like frozen in place and then all the lights came out and that was just the end and we never like saw the end of the movie so i just thought they were all just permanently frozen forever <laughs> like you, you mean that can just happen like i'm just gonna be frozen somewhere <laughs> And then all lived happily ever after. <laughs> right. I, I still, to this day, I haven't seen the end of that movie. <laughs> so, like, I, don't, I, I honestly don't know it. So, my traumatizing video moment sounds like it should be a joke, but it's not. But the one that really traumatized me as a kid was Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day. The, uh, the Heffalumps and Woozles dream sequence just freaked me out when I was, like, <laughs> five or six. It was terrifying. Compounded by the fact that of the Winnie the Pooh shorts, that was Doug's favorite. So he always wanted to watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's very trippy. Yeah, all right. but I think for similar reasons, there's a sequence in Dumbo that I didn't like either. Where there's like a basically acid trip style <laughs> sequence. I didn't really watch many scary movies. I mean, I still don't because I don't like them. Although apparently if you put something in a science fiction context, I'm better with it. I'll watch things like Alien or Event Horizon or, you know, things like that, where Brian's like, you said you don't like horror movies, but you'll watch this. I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like I was showing her some classic Doctor Who at one point. I don't remember what it was, but she was like, that's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we all watched the X-Files like and that was horror, probably like 50 percent of the time, at least. Oh, by the way, sorry to interrupt, but I have to plug that uh, the first volume of the X-Files essays that I'm a contributor to came out on uh, the 14th of October. Wow, that's, that's actually cool. So can you put a link on the uh, Kubeski Wall Report webpage? That we can, uh, yes, there will be a link. You can, yes, you can buy it. That, that's something that's something I'm more likely to read than your uh, knowledge of Doctor Who. No offense, right? But, no, no, completely, completely <laughs> understandable. Yeah, I read about the episode Sanguinarium, uh, which is the pra uh, plastic surgery plus witches or something like that. Okay, all right. Season four, three, okay. something like that. Uh, right, right in the golden age. Yeah, that one not so much, but yeah, but that's right in the, the the string. I think like seasons like three, four, and five are probably the best. Yeah, right around and, the movie. Uh, yeah, volume two, I think it will be out next year. All right. Cool. So volume one covers half of the X Files, and I think. Night Stalker, because Kolchak was like an influence on X-Files. Okay. And then Volume 2 covers the second half of X-Files plus Millennium and The Lone Gunman. No. And I contribute. I contributed a piece on a Millennium episode for that one. So what do you all think is the scariest X-Files episode? Uh, there's there's just the one episode that I won't watch. With, uh, I believe it is the episode Home. Yep. I've seen um, it. I've seen it once, and that's enough times to watch it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's an easy question. 
And most people agree with that. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, now I know Including, what you're talking about. I think the network, like, I think they only showed it the first time and never in reruns. Uh, I saw that in a rerun. I definitely saw that in a rerun. Oh. Mm. But it was like late at night because uh, they used to run X Files at like a rerun on like Sundays at like eleven thirty p.m. And so I would often watch it then. On like it was on a different channel too, and I'd always watch. I'd, I'd watch a lot of it then because I hadn't seen a lot of the episodes. Like I didn't get into the X Files right away, so like I hadn't seen a lot of the episodes. So it's like seeing other like older episodes at the time. And of course that one was one of them. I'm like, well, I don't need to watch that one again. <laughs> I think that's about how my X-Files viewing experience went as well. Like, I first caught them on those really late-night reruns. I, I, I mean, I bought the DVDs in probably, like, the, you know, late 2000s, right? And so, I see, I've, I've watched them all at some point on DVD. I was HM from Outer Space is my favorite episode. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. Yes. I don't know that one. Uh, I mean, Charles Nelson Reilly coming up again is, is in that one. Oh, uh, yeah. Tell me that's about, the, it's like about the men in black. And their encounters with them. Hmm. Men, in, Men in Black are Jesse Ventura and Alex Trebek. <laughs> what? Because if you ever encountered them, no one would believe you. <laughs> <laughs> it raises you... an interesting question about Bill Murray. <laughs> but nobody claims he's doing anything like secret government conspiracy cover-up stuff, right? He's just like a sort know? of a fun-loving. I guess. I guess not carefully. Maybe the zany antics are the cover-up. <laughs> That's like the episode Acadia. That's a good episode. I think it's Acadia, where they're in the suburbs and the Homeowners Association. And uh, Mulder and Scully have to pose as a married couple in the suburbs. right? And there's some monster in the sewers that kills people who don't follow the HOA rules. <laughs> <laughs> what's yours, Charlie? Yeah, what's your... The two I remember... Like, okay, now that you mentioned home, like, okay, that's number one. But the two I'd actually thought of was... There's one where they're out in the woods and there's a generator that's gradually going dead. But there's all those weird, like, I don't know if they're bugs or what sort of creatures they were that were stuck in a tree that they were cut down when they were logging. And, like, if the lights go out, you basically get, like, your life sucked out of you from them. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. Yes. That's pretty early. early. Yeah, Which is probably why I was more scared of it, because I think I was watching these pretty early on. The other one, which I think was also an early one, was the one where that was the community of cannibals. They catch on to it because a bunch of people were going crazy at like a chicken um, slaughtering plant. And it was because they were eating people. But they would like kill people and like the community would kill them and all eat like the same person. They were going to kill Skelly. I think that was pretty early on, too. What's the other episode? What's the name of the episode where they the whole episode they're being... Uh, grilled by Skinner, but they're interviewed separately by Skinner, and they were in the South. Uh, they met, like, some vampires, right? And the descriptions of the characters from Mulder and Scully are so different. Is that bad blood? I think so, yeah. That sounds right. Isn't it one of the kids from, like, the Sandlot or something in that? Yeah, yeah, he's one of the vampires. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Luke Wilson is the sheriff. He's like, when, <laughs> uh-huh. when, when, Scully, when Scully describes him, he's, like, attractive and smooth and charming. And when Mulder describes him, he's like some southern hick with an accent, <laughs> like a thick southern <laughs> accent with like buck teeth. And, like, <laughs> and then the, I think uh, Scully at some point is performing an autopsy in the episode. And she like is like very careful doing the things. And when Mulder's like describing Scully doing the autopsy, she's just like throwing the organs on the scale. <laughs> 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 it's just like an absolute mess. <laughs> Then again, I never finished watching the reboot 
how, how many years ago is that? Yeah, I didn't. I either. don't think I got past the episode with what's his face from Flight of the Concords. That's like I barely oh, yeah. got anywhere. In. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think I watched an episode after the one where we all live viewed it. At the same time. <laughs> yeah, I guess I never learned how the X Files ended. I only saw most of the the new stuff, but I missed like the last few of the new stuff, the new new stuff, which is now old. Yeah, I I don't know. I just felt like the lore just built up too many layers over the years for me to keep track of what was going on. Even with the movies and the reboot, I was like, ah, I'm not really understanding this very well. Which I think is why when we're describing our favorite episodes, they're always these, you know, the one-offs or the monster of the week stuff. Because I like shows where you can just sit down and watch one episode and it's not necessarily attached to some story arc. I mean, the Exiles has like large, like rough story arcs, but you know, like, and some small things may occasionally happen in an episode. And then there's the occasional story arc episodes, but most of the episodes are just standalone things you can watch. I can sit down for an hour and watch. Do we have any other topics? Uh, let's see. We talked about scary things. We talked about Quibi. Made Charlie <laughs> sing a song. We did. Made Charlie sing a song. Did the chip review. I mean, I've I've got other movies and things that scared me as a kid, but... Well, then please. If not now, then when? Okay. Uh, I think it was... Pee-wee's big adventure <laughs> the, oh, the yeah. large marge yeah. scene like, that was that was real creepy yeah, i remember finding that unpleasant but not necessarily like scary and also say uh who framed roger rabbit judge doom was scary agreed and and i specifically remember the end of gremlins being disturbing like it was basically well there's gremlins out there <laughs> i mean you left but i was a kid so no no i i know what you're talking about because it takes a while for those like bad gremlins to get in there yeah when Carr and i were talking uh, roger rabbit definitely came up but judge doom at the end especially when he when he takes off his costume i thought that was particularly horrifying but yeah i'd forgotten about large march too because i love peewee's big adventure i used to watch uh, that yeah, all yeah. the time and that was one part that i'd always <laughs> want to skip over <laughs> Can we just skip this part? It's not important. <laughs> and then I guess, uh, are there any movies you're going to watch this holiday season? Oh, good question. What will you have watched? Car <laughs> <laughs> well, and I are halfway through The Ring. Again, I mean, we've both seen it. and The, the, the American? Or the, the American or one, yeah. The Japanese. No, no. Yeah. Uh, and just the overwhelming feeling of like, Eh, this time around, it's like kind of when you know the end. I don't know if it's knowing the ending or, you know, just being so far removed from like when it was in the zeitgeist. VHS, yeah, VHS specifically. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I don't have to worry about this anymore unless somebody transferred it to DVD, which I guess is possible, or and then to Blu-ray. This tape's just in a Goodwill somewhere. (laughs) Somebody puts it on Netflix for whatever reason, and then (laughs) (laughs) it gets everyone. Nice. Wasn't there like a rain remake where they updated it somehow like that? Or I'm sure. I'm making that up. I'm sure there were several iterations. Rains, yeah. The 20, uh, 2017 movie. The third one. Looks like it's still VHS, though. I haven't seen any of the Ring movies. Would you recommend them? I think Rain Fit Adventure is probably the best one. Okay. Nothing. Is that, a, is that a movie right. or is that just a tie-in video game? I think that's a tie-in video game, but... It really okay. captures that ring sense on your switch, I think. Nothing? Nobody? All right. I didn't know that. Try yeah. it here. Yeah. 
I mean, I guess I'd recommend it's it's a fun watch. I mean, um, Naomi Watts is like good. All the acting's pretty good, and it's cinematography is really quite good. But again, I think if you kind of know what's going on in the movie, it's not particularly suspenseful. So, so when you ask me the question, what movies will you have watched? I think you know the answer. So, <laughs> none, none, right, correct. <laughs> none. Yeah. So, which is different from the none. was that the sequel to the saint no that's the 2018 horror film wait it's a real movie yeah oh i missed that one yeah so so now it makes sense why one of my worst nerdly categories is is film right (laughs) because oh gosh don't watch a movie it's kind of hard whereas my best learnedly category is film yeah it's like (laughs) if you and i were allowed to be a team oh yeah amazing correct it's not really Halloween-y, but uh, I'll probably watch Mandy between now and uh, Halloween. Oh, it's Halloween-y. Yeah. It's appropriately minutes. spooky. He's got a he's got a weird axe. Um, I don't know. We might watch Caroline or something. Coraline. Caroline. Caroline, Coraline. In the city. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna bite, I'm gonna binge Coraline in the city. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was going to send out a, a joke tweet, maybe I will, um, that said I was going to watch the scariest movie that I owned and have it be a picture of Wallace and Gromit and the Curse of the Were-Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll watch that. Maybe I'll watch Charlie, it. it's going to be Cats. Maybe you'll watch a movie. Maybe I'll watch a movie. Nah, I'm not going to make it. I'm, I'm, well, I'm, not. I'm not. Let's just be real here. <laughs> I know you're not, but allow me to recommend Upgrade. That's a movie in general, or does that qualify in the horror space or Halloween space? Well, I mean, it's Bloomhouse, isn't it? Is it? I don't, I don't so, think so. yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure it is. All right. So, yeah, it's it's like B-budget horror. Oh, that's wrong with Tom Hardy. You, it's Logan Marshall Green. <laughs> <laughs> Punk. Such that's why I Tom Hardy. Oh, that about wraps it up for this post-Halloween, post-election spooky edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name's Charlie Wallace. I'm Adam Gobeski, and thanks to our two spooktacular guests, Alex Clark. Hey, thank you for having me. And Douglas Gobeski. A pleasure, as always. And now we say things to each other so that the outro can fade in. Oh, so we're supposed to just, like, talk over the outro? Is that, like, how it works? Well, I think it's supposed to be a bridge between the outro music and the end of the podcast so it's silence yeah thanks everyone for listening to our show make sure to check out our website gobeskywallsreport.com and don't forget you can follow us on twitter just follow us at gwreport and we're on the facebook as well just like our page the gobesky walls report i kind of forgot what was happening It's always so hard with the Twitter with, like, the at. Like, you don't have to say at, do you? I don't know. That's a question for the listeners to decide. Uh, Let's pause for a second. Sure. Because I've just opened a pop on myself that I didn't realize had been shaken. (laughs) So I will be back. (laughs) You need some uh, intermission music here.
like the, the theme song to match game or something. Yeah.